Welcome back to the Peas Podcast. This is a show where we delve into the captivating world of Lytton local legends. I'm your host, Joan Pease, and I proudly serve as the state member for Lytton. In this podcast, we celebrate the rich tapestry of our community by highlighting the extraordinary stories, individuals and businesses that make Lytton the vibrant place that it is to call home. From historic figures to contemporary heroes, we explore diverse talents and remarkable achievements of those that have shaped Lytton and made our identity what it is. Each episode, we uncover the untold tales and remarkable contributions of those who have made positive impacts on the Bayside. And today's episode, I'm doing just that. I'm really thrilled to have my dear friend and a truly fascinating guest with us, Arnie Becky Thompson. Now, Arnie Becky is the chair of the Wynnum Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander Corporation. She's also a highly respected Kwandamuka elder, which is the country where uh, Lytton is and our Bayside resides in. And today I'll be talking to Arnie Becky about our rich First Nations history of our Bayside, a history that dates back tens of thousands of generations, as well as talking about all the new, the new re- wonderful residential aged care facility and the upcoming Voice to Parliament referendum. So sit back, relax and join on as we embark on this exciting adventure of celebrating one of Lytton's local legends. So let's delve deep into history, inspiration and the stories that unite us as a community. So welcome to the Peace Podcast. Honey, Becky, thank you so much for being here today. You really are a remarkable Lytton legend. You have um, such an identity locally, and I really want to thank you for everything that you've done. So can you tell us a little bit about what it was like growing up on Kondamooka country? The Wynnum community was a welcoming, um, welcoming community to everybody. Everybody was included. Um, my parents moved over in 1943 from Stradbroke Island to give my eldest brother and, and further children um, a better chance with education. And so we've been in this district since the early 40s and I've experienced a happy childhood growing up here into my adulthood and also rearing my family here. So the Wynnum North State School... Um, at one time when my granddaughter, there was five generations that went to that school. Oh, what an amazing story. Yes. Yeah. So um, my parents, um, my mum's side, the Crouch family, were here for their fishing prowess. Mm-hmm. And so it continued really on from there. Wow, that that you really are a true local, so. aren't you? <laughs> Your whole family and five five generations. Five generations. That's a yes. wonderful com- contribution to that great school, and I know that you've continued and done a great deal of work uh, with the co-op with Wynnum. Yeah. Perhaps you can give us a little bit of background around how that all came about. Okay, so back back in the mid eighties, my brother John Newfong came met with, with local Aboriginal people. Um, and said, you know, it might be best to form a cooperative to help um, housing needs going into the future. So in those days, we were actually all related. Mm. 
And so we set about in those days we met at each other's homes, um, held raffles for the hire of halls and mm-hmm. it was very grassroots mm-hmm. and we were registered in 1990 mm-hmm. um, with great excitement, I might add, mm. and also the generosity of another Aboriginal organisation in the Ipswich area, Camboo, who donated $100 to help us get registered. That's fantastic. So mm-hmm. it, it is a story of how little things, big things grow because mm-hmm. um, with that loan of $100, now the organisation is, is worth in excess of nearly 30, um, 30 million. That's an amazing um, achievement. Congratulations. Yes. So, yeah. Um, and so we, we've strived to provide housing for our, our younger community and some older community members. Um, also, we do um, administer the um, Georgina Margaret Thompson Hostel Aged Care Facility at Morningside. Mm a 24-bed facility, and also we own um, the sixth office block in Florence Street. Mm. So from very humble beginnings, you've come yes. a long way with careful management, yes. good governance, yes. and what an outstanding achievement. It's so, very impressive. I, I don't know of too many small local organisations that started that can boast yeah. having such a huge portfolio of assets. Congratulations. You should yeah. be all really proud of yourself. We are, and I think that's one of our downfalls. We never celebrate no. um, our achievements. We're, we're um, low, low set, um, you know, unassumed, very modest organisation that just go about our business from day to day. Mm. Quite achievers and doing wonderful things for yes. uh, the community, the, yes. your, the housing that you provide, for uh, community housing that you provide. And also great news about the residential aged care facility and um, the wellness centre that's um, Coming out of the ground, yes. uh, down on White's Road, a great uh, outcome for the for Wynnum. Absolutely, uh, and I think that's if you if I could call it that is like the feather in the cap, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the concept um, by engaging with other local Aboriginal organisations to work collaboratively to bring about a well-being integrated well-being precinct on the Wynnum Hospital site, will ser- serve the community for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and for non-Indigenous people. It is inclusive of everybody mm. and, w- and we welcome that for everybody to enjoy the space on the site. And it, the priority will start off with the aged care facility, uh, a 32-bed facility with two palliative care beds um, and our local... Um, YBB, Yuli uh, Barabar Medical Centre will relocate on the premises and um, we're hoping to have kindergarten, early childhood. So in that space, it will technically serve from early childhood right through to end stage of life and all the mm-hmm. services in between. So it's a magnificent feat for the organisation, but also for the community. It, mm-hmm. it does warm your heart when you know how many people that you are going to impact on. Oh, it's tremendous. And I have to say it's had um, such a generosity of spirit of everyone wanting to get involved and seeing the benefit of something like this in our community. Absolutely. And I think without the support that we've had over the years, as you know, and yourself included, um, we wouldn't have um, progressed as, as we have. And... I personally thank you for that, Joan. Mm. Um, but there's been a lot of support mm. um, ar- around the community 
and we we will remember that support because we've had that from the first inception of the organisation, mm. really. Yeah, and that's that's a good story yes. to tell that, you know, right from the get-go, everyone's wanted to support and help yeah. and engage. And that's what Bayside's do really well. Yes. We we look after each other. And you exactly. would have seen that growing up here yes. as, well, so I didn't grow up here. I'm just from around the corner at Birkdale and we spent a lot of time over here. Yeah. I know that... Um, you also have a, a very proud history. You've been a very uh, working woman. You know, you um, you raised your family. You mm. you were Commonwealth and state public servant. Is that correct? Yes, mm. I was. And you enjoyed that time? Absolutely. And I, I think too, um, I was like a sponge in those days. I took everything on board, um, and they that ground that rounded me into the person part of the person that I am today, mm. you know, with with the governance, um, you know, policies and things like that, um, they become your Bible actually, mm. um, as you probably know. Mm. Um, so, uh, and, it, you know, it, it served, I was in the public service for near on uh, 18 years mm. um, in the Commonwealth Public Service. And um, it, it did give me a good grounding. It also served as a very good income stream when my um, husband passed in 1990 um, because I had three children to rear. Mm. And you did so, that on your own. And yes, also uh, with the support of your family. And I, Absolutely, yeah. yes. And I know yeah. that that's a beautiful thing about um, your culture is that you all do step in and look out for each other. Yes. So it's a nice thing to do. And it's it's true what they say, a community rears a child mm. and, and that's exactly what I had from my grand, my parents um, to my um, immediate family, my sisters, the, the, the ch um, kids' aunts and uncles and cousins that I'm very close with on, on mm. Wondamooka country, mm. yes. And it's lovely and you're all very close, a tight family. You're beautiful to – I I love your family. It's, a, it's mm. such a tight unit and it's a beautiful thing to see and you all support each other. And you say that you're a bit of a sponge back there. I think you still are a bit of a sponge, um, Arnie Becky, because mm. you um, do so much work in the community uh, and will continue to do so. I know at the moment – we talked then about your experiences working with the Commonwealth Public Service, but here's a little maybe unknown um, bit of trivia for, for listeners. Arnie Becky was also a model and mm. did a little bit of modelling back in her day and you can see why. She's a very glamorous, stylish woman. Can you tell us a little bit about those days? Um, yes. Uh, an Aboriginal lady uh, moved into the Cleveland area and... I suppose I, I was actually groomed and taught by Billy North um, Studio in um, George Street in those days. Um, but it started off with um, this lady, her name was Carolyn Archer. And so she, she took a uh, group of young Aboriginal people and we'd model on the coast. Um, back in the day, we opened up SeaWorld. Oh. We had our dear... Um, Uncle William Mackenzie, who who in those days was a, a healing man and he travelled, whether he was in person or airborne. Mm -hmm. But if you talk to people all over the state, they know Uncle William Mackenzie. Mm -hmm. And he had wonderful displays that day um, with throwing boomerangs and they'd come back on the field and, 
and he'd catch them in his hand and things like that. And so we were the models that were at the opening ceremony mm. of the of SeaWorld, not not as it is today, but back in those back days. In the day. Yes. Wow. Um, we opened up the um, revolving rotunda at Isla Capri. Um, so. Um, we did have a, I did have a lot of experiences at, on the Gold Coast back in the day and then um, then I formally went and got um, taught modelling. Mm. Um, and um, I, I suppose it does give you good a good balance of stature and um, appearance. Mm. And confidence, I would imagine. It does. It does, absolutely, yes. Mm. So. Well, what an, I mean, that's amazing. It's I when I discovered that I I could see it. You do. You're a beautiful woman, and you do carry con, and conduct yourself beautifully. But you were also a great sports person. Tell me a little bit about that. Oh well, gee, going back now a bit. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I I used to represent um, well state schools in high jumping and long jumping, softball. Our families were very great sports people on my mother's side, the Crouch side. Mum was a uh, representative um, Queensland cricketer, women's cricket, open, um, opening bowler. She was a Molly Duca. Wow. Um, my dad was the middleweight champion of Queensland for boxing. Um, but all her family were wonderful sports people in tennis. Uncle Pat, her, her brother, represented Australia in playing uh, Australian against New Zealand back in, he was actually the first Aboriginal person to 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 represent Australia out of the state. He didn't wear the green and gold, mm. but he represented um, Queensland to play New Zealand. Wow, that's amazing. Mm. And what about your softball career? Well, that just extended on from school. So I was a keen softballer from primary school right through to high school. Mm. And... Um, then, you know, in my married life, um, Merle Dipple came from Mount Isa and formed a team. We were all related there mm. except for one person. And um, so we were a great team and the team, the, the club has um, eventually grown with T-ballers with the young younger generations. And um, th so that's sort of continued a bit of a passion. Um, I'm not playing now though. <laughs> but the club go continues? Yes, the club continues. Oh, that's um, fantastic. Yes. Now, on to um, The Voice. And um, I know that you are the, the chair of our local Yes 23 campaign. Mm -hmm. And um, you meet regularly, once a week uh, right. at the Wenham Library. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. At 6pm or mm. a bit before 6 so we can get mm. in. What has been the feeling uh, in the area that you're getting with regards to um, the campaign? Um, first of all, I just went, I'll just take it back a little bit. Mm. I went there just as a participant and just to educate myself. Mm. Um, little did I know I would end up being in the chair. But however, I've been overwhelmed with the generosity of volunteers in this area. Mm, that's good I'm to hear. I'm sort of getting a bit emotional. No, and um, that, it's astounding, isn't it? It's wonderful. It is because um, when I – there was 18 volunteers. We have currently got 20, 227. That's fantastic. Yes. Mm. And so we've had successful forums um, on the treaty and also the voice 
and the referendum. And as I said, the volunteers are so passionate. And as I, I as an Aboriginal person, I've been overwhelmed by their generosity. Mm. You know. And I look, I know that there is a lot of conversation in the community and mm. and people have concerns and um so I'm wondering, one of the things that we hear pop up here and there is that um, that people are concerned that if 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 the voice gets up, that um, the committee will be able to take your land. Can you dispel some of those myths around that? Um, well, as you say, Joan, they are myths. Um, we wouldn't have the authority to take land. It was like back in the... Uh, um, native title when that was handed down in 2011, nine, sorry, um, no one took any land. Um, people um, are, are the same with the referendum. There will be no lands reclaimed. Aboriginal people are, are just fighting for what's rightfully theirs, mm. certainly not people's backyards. Um, and as I've said in the past, it's to work in solidarity and reconciliation for all Australians mm -hmm. for that's, better outcomes mm. for everybody. That's correct. And and it was interesting. We were talking earlier about um, the um, the history associated with this, and and you were saying that your brother was involved in a, mm. in a similar uh, process some years ago. Can you explain mm. what that was? He was involved in the nineteen sixty seven referendum. Yes. And then after that, you talked about the the um, the campaign where he each each and uh, each community had a representative, and he yeah. was a Queensland representative, and then met. Can you can you talk to me a little bit about that? Well, that's how I envisage the voice would be. Is back in those days, they had representatives from towns of Mount I, you know, rural, yeah, um, in central Queensland, Mount Isa, Townsville, Cairns, Brisbane, and they would meet. State by in states, and then that Queensland rep would um, then present to Canberra. Mm. So there would be one representative from each state. However, they would have representatives from rural communities mm. and um, taking um, the issues back to Canberra. And that's how I envisage that being mm. for the voice. And so it it would be like um, people hearing from community. <coughs> And being able to <coughs> pardon me feedback into um, someone that would go down and and be part of Absolutely. potentially that advisory body. Yes. Yeah, it it is it. I I I understand that there is, and that that's always been the indication that it's it's not a it's not part of a process of reclaiming land. It's about no, listening to um, legislation that will potentially impact on Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. One of the other questions that comes up is that um, the advisory body would be able to override parliament. Now, I know that that is not the case, that it is mm. simply an advisory body. And you you are of that same understanding? Yes, I am. I am. Uh, to me, it's an advisory consultative body that will um, represent Aboriginal communities all over Australia to the parliament. Mm. One of the other um, things that people are saying to me, well, we already have Aboriginal members of parliament, isn't that enough? And um, one of the things that I have mentioned is that those people may be not elected at the next election, 
Whereas if it's enshrined in the constitution, it means that this advisory body might be made up of different people. People might come and go, but it will be uh, there as an advisory uh, body forever. That's correct. Mm. That's correct. doesn't mm. matter what governments are in power. Once it's in the constitution, it'll be ongoing. Mm. And, and I see that really as a um, progressive and favourable um, part, part of that because um, there will rep be representatives. You'll have elders representing along with um, younger generations. The younger generations will learn and um, issues of today may not be the issues in 20 years. That is a very good mm. point, Aunty Becky. That's yeah. true because what, what we're seeing today may not be an issue in 20 years' time. That's right. Mm. Yes. So it has to be current and contemporary at all times. Absolutely. Mm. Yes. Look, I think that um, what you're doing is amazing work with the Yes23 and um, I know that pre-poll is opening next week and, mm. and locally it will be uh, at St Peter's Church in, in Bride Street. People can do a postal vote if they wish to as well. Mm -hmm. And um, the polling booths will be open on the 14th. And if people do have any questions, I know that it there'll be a, a forum at the Wynnum Bowls Club where people can come and get some information if they've got any questions. Yes. And um, mm. That's right. Um, at currently, the Wynnum Manly Yes 23 campaign are organising a town hall forum on the 3rd of October at the Wynnum Bowls Club. Mm -hmm. At five o'clock, there'll be a youth forum um, where they'll have speakers um, and then refreshments. And then that will go into uh, the evening's presentation at 6.30 till 8 um, with speakers. At the moment, we've got Stephen Mam speaking mm. and we'll have local community people um, speaking about the upcoming referendum and mm. voice. Oh, that's good. Um, I'm definitely going to come along to that. Yeah. And just going back to the great work that you do at Wynnum, and I mean, that that's how you and I have come into contact with each other. It, it's a truly exciting project, isn't it? The um, the residential aged care facility that you've got down at um, oh, White's Road. It is. It's, it is an exciting space down there. We've had the um, existing Wynnum Hospital demolished and um, where it's gone out to tender and we're working through a process with the Queensland Government, the uh, ministerial mm -hmm. infrastructure designation, and um, we're just about to have community consultation on that. Mm. Um, so as I said, the priority is the aged care facility mm. and um, it's exciting, probably works now, we'll, we'll um, start in January. 24. Very exciting. Um, and for, for it to be completed by June 25. That's tremendous. Yes. And the wonderful um, part of it is that it's a beautiful, sympathetically built um, facility that's in keeping with the area. So it's not a big high rise. It's um, no. And you're going to, you know, make use of the wonderful scribbly gum forest down the back. So that's very exciting. Absolutely, yes. Mm. And, and we that will be apart from our own cultural um, totems and things like that, the squiggly gum trees will be incorporated within the design, the landscaping design of the facility. So that's really quite ex exciting in itself. 
yeah. we've had our um, Indurabar Morgumban Elders and Council come over who won an award back in 2017 for Caring for Country. And so their, their space at Terrabuller on Stradbroke Island, uh, their caretaker and overseer came over and was um, quite passionate to be involved with our project with, with the native plants um, and um, things that are compatible with the local areas of, of the bayside. Oh, that's tremendous. So mm. replanting is needed, getting rid of yes. um, in, introduced species. That's yes. So it'll be a lovely habitat for native animals. It's yes. very nice. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And we've actually, our current residents at Georgina at Morningside have um, gone into partnership with Bunnings and they have um, planting programs um, for to, to get the plants ready for repotting when we moved. So they're all all the residents are on board, um, and they've been included every step of the way. So they're excited. All they've got in mind is June twenty five when we're moving, <laughs> and all we've got to do is stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, my face is aching from smiling. That yeah. is such a beautiful story. So yeah. they're now planting plants and, and repotting them and caring for them so that yes. they can take them to their new home. That really gives me goose pimples. Yes. And Bunnings getting on board with that, that's tremendous. It's absolutely. You know, the men are making the um, wooden pot, pot stands and the women are doing the planting and <sighs> it, it's a real joint effort. Oh, Sorry. well done. Yeah. What a great story. And as you've said, it will be open to all the community as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. And what yeah. a beautiful space. Yeah. Enjoy the beautiful bay breezes. So it's ageing in place. It gives a beautiful space for people to stay in Wynnum as they get older and need some more care. Mm. And when when we get to the palliative end of life, there's a lovely space for that end of life care exactly. as well. And also we... we in, we envisage down the track, as you can understand, it, it is a process sort of thing. The priority is mm. aged care. But we could possibly, ha and we will work towards having partnerships with Mopi Aged Care Facility on Strabroke Island, mm. Jim Belunga from um, Beanley and ourselves, where, where residents can potentially transfer in and out mm. as their family situations change. Mm. Um, or if they relocate in this area, mm. if we have those partnerships in place, then it's a um, it's a lovely transition to have mm. um, for the residents. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And uh, yeah. and I understand that other cultures make use of smoking ceremonies and the like, particularly at end of life or during sorry business. And I understand that you'll be able to accommodate possibly those sorts of things if needs Absol arrive. Absolutely, because. Um, in the design, um, it, it has been inclusive of a amphitheatre, and um, I might add too that the building itself has been um, architecturally designed to fit into the actual fall of the grounds, mm -hmm. so that there's, you know, it's um, ground level, mm -hmm. but within the within the fall of the mm -hmm. natural landscape. That's lovely. So that means it won't be over, overlooking other no. other homes in the area no. or your neighbours. It will be very sympathetic to the yes. lie of the land, yes. which is also really lovely for the runoff. It means that the water, as it because it's at the bottom of the hill, the waters can run off into the little tributaries that run down the back that feed into Wyndham mm. Creek. I'm so proud of everything that you've done from, from our initial conversations to where we are today. It's pretty amazing. You really are. Talking about being a sponge, you 
uh, an amazing human being, Arnie Becky. I really admire everything that you do and um, your continued work. How long have you been the chair at Wynnum for now? Oh. Too long. About, I'll say about six or seven years, I'll mm. say. I've been, in, I've been a founding member when it was registered and, and when we met at each other's homes. We are only talking about that yesterday. Um, so, uh, yeah, I've, I've sort of had a very exciting and I'm very passionate about Wynnum. Um, even in my working years, I always, my vision was to always give back to community um, and I'm very driven and passionate about what things that I do. See, that's why Arnie Becky is a local legend. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so, so much for your time. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And I really feel honoured to call you a friend, Arnie Becky. You're a great human being and you have contributed so much and helped and changed people's lives for, for a long time. And, you know, I'm lucky, we're lucky to have you. So thank you. Any closing comments that you'd like to make? I think, um, the, you know, the hard work of the organisation throughout the years mm. and, and the proud moments of the, what the, the concept of Wynnum Hospital is going to bring, I can I can um, certainly hang up my shoes and say that there <laughs> is a leg legacy that's been left in place. Absolutely. But I don't think anyone's going to let you hang up your shoes yet. I've got to tick some of my own boxes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You're entitled to some fun as well. So, Annie Becky, thank you. I really appreciate you coming in and giving of your time so generously because I know what a busy human being you are. You've got lots going on at the moment. I saw you at the launch of Wynnum Fringe last night and I, mm. I know that there's a First Nations... Um, uh, part of the Fringe this year again. So that's really great. And I know mm. that Wynnum is involved with that. So I'd like to finish off and thank everyone for joining us on this captivating journey through Lytton Local Legends. And I'm sure that you would agree that Arnie Becky is definitely uh, entitled to that title of local legend, as is the wonderful organisation Wynnum. You know, it is an organisation is equally a local legend and has done so much uh, for local families, but also in the arts. You've got some great artists and producing some wonderful art as well. Troy does some great artwork so, and Jacko does as well. So really great. So thank you. I hope you've enjoyed um, our insightful conversation today with Annie Becky and you've gained a deeper understand, understanding of Wynnum and the great work that it does and will continue to do into the future. If you've loved this episode, please make sure that you subscribe to my podcast and so that you never miss an opportunity to hear about what some of the wonderful Lytton legends and to delve a little bit into their background that others might not necessarily know. So we can call mm. you, what was your modelling name, Aunty Becky? Did you have a model name or were you just Becky? Becky. There you go. A lot of people, oh, well, I'm officially Rebecca and yes. a lot of, it's either Becky or Rebecca. Mm. Well, also, we'd love to hear your feedback. So if you've got suggestions for future episodes, feel free to reach out to me on any of the social media platforms that I make use of. And join us again as we uh, continue to delve into Lytton Local Legends and um, look forward to hearing from you and, and speaking to you soon. Thank you. Governor Miranda Wanye, have a good day. Yes, please.